Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Leaders and Mentors podcast. It's my honor today to have Coach Herb Brogan of the Titans of Lumen Christi football program here in Jackson, Michigan, um, as my guest today. Herb, welcome to the program. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. You bet. Herb, uh, let's go back to yesteryear. Tell me a little bit about uh, growing up as a youth here in Jackson. Um, what did your parents do for a living? Well, my mom was just a housewife, stayed home, took care of myself and my three siblings. My dad uh, came back from the war, got a job at uh, Furman's Clothing Store, worked there until he was 83 years old, until they closed the store on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hard-working guy, worked six days a week. Uh, typical, I think, of a lot of the World War II sure. vets, you know, that saw combat, looking for stability in their life. And, sure. Uh, you know, found a good place to work and, and stayed there for a long, long time. Um, how many siblings did you have growing up, Herb? I had two brothers and a sister. Okay. I, was, I was the oldest of the four, and then okay. my sister, and then I had two younger brothers. Okay. What sports did uh, did Herb Brogan play growing up? Just about everything, probably, huh? I, I did. You know, uh, things were a lot less organized back then, uh, which, yeah, you know, so many people in my generation think is probably a better idea. Yeah. Uh, but having said that there were an awful lot more kids uh around to play sure uh so you know we played uh, baseball in the summer we played football in the fall we played basketball in the winter played golf yep. uh you know fooled around with uh, a little bit of everything yep. and, you know which i think is beneficial sure to today's athletes uh, as bet. well you bet was herb a good student growing up i was okay <laughs> yeah, i was uh honestly uh you know school is probably not my biggest priority sure i i, I did okay yeah uh, but, you know, back to, we grew up in an era back then that, uh, you know, I went to college, but some of my buddies that didn't went to work a good year yep. and made more money there than uh, a lot of the college graduates did right. for a long, long period of time. Yep, yep. Uh, so if you, had you always thought about when you were a youth becoming a teacher and a coach, Herb, or is that, did you have other aspirations to do other things maybe uh, early on? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know that I put a lot of conscious thought into it until I probably got to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, but athletics and sports was always the biggest part of my life. Uh, I had great role models and the coaches that I had uh, throughout my entire career. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I just, you know, you play as long as you can play, and then you try to find another way to stay involved in the games. And, uh, you know, that's what I eventually did. So you graduate from high school and you go off to college. Where'd you do your undergrad at college? I graduated from St. Mary's here mm-hmm. in town a couple of years before Luma Christie was built. Yep. And then I went to uh, Kalamazoo College, which is a member of the MIAA with sure. Albion and Adrian and, and, and the like. So I played four years of football there and uh, eventually got out and uh, came here. I did my student teaching here mm-hmm. and uh, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed the school. And, Jim Crowley and Jess Perticone and sure. uh, had a good experience here and a position opened up. I was lucky enough to get it and I've been here ever since. Okay, so there were no stops along the way between K College and and, uh, and Lumen Christie, correct? No, I've been in Jackson, my, uh, except for the four years I spent in Kalamazoo, I've been in Jackson my whole life. So you make your way back to Jackson. What year was that, Her about 71 or so? 71 I graduated college, okay. right. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, Herb Brogan, the young educator? Uh, did you begin coaching right away? What subjects did you teach? Have you been? Have you always taught the same subjects? No, I uh, coached immediately. I spent a couple of years uh, uh, on the JV team, and then uh, moved up as a line coach on the varsity. 
after that. And in terms of teaching, I've uh, taught a little bit of everything over the years. Mm -hmm. I still teach uh, one phys ed class. Uh, I've been in the gym a fair amount of time. I've uh, taught you know, most of the social studies. I've taught some economics. I've taught uh, some history. I've taught some geography. I've taught religion one year. Yeah. So uh, I've had a lot of different experiences in the classroom. As we all have it in education, for sure. So Herb, let's you know, let's kind of get right out of here. The uh, if you don't mind me asking, the 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 route to becoming head coach um, here at Lumen Christie. You took over for legendary and beloved coach um, Jim Crowley, of course, um, following his death. Um, can you talk a little bit about how that transition, Herb taking over that role, um, was there immediate thoughts when you took over the program as the coach? Were you the um, uh, natural um, successor to Coach Crowley. Can you talk a little bit about that process, if you don't mind? Well, I, I had been here the longest uh, with him. You know, I served under Jim uh, for nine years, and uh, you know, I you know, thought we had a close, tight-knit uh, relationship. Yeah. Uh, I was very happy being assistant coach with him. You know, we were having great success in the program. Sure. We were just coming off uh, a state championship, and then you know, that tragedy struck. And, uh, you know, it's just a uh, very difficult sure. thing to go through. You know, sure. he was your mentor. He was one of your best friends. Uh, he was probably the biggest influence uh, that I had uh, in coaching. And to have that snatched away from you so quickly and under the circumstances that it happened, yeah. it, was, it was hard to deal with. Sure. And, you know, on top of that, he had three kids that were in school here. His son, Jamie, was going to be a senior the following yeah. year. Uh, so we had a lot of emotions uh, to deal with. Uh, you can imagine, it, as hard as it was on us, what it's like on the 45 young men yeah. that were going to be on the varsity the, the following year. So, uh, you know, one of the things I, I think we felt as we moved forward was that we were all in, in the thing together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it, you know, I, I look back and I'm really grateful to the other coaches that were on us half the time. I'm really grateful to the young men. Uh, that we had the opportunity to coach in a really difficult situation that you know pulled together and and uh, gave me a great experience and sure. hopefully had a great experience in themselves was there a little bit of a learning curve there or were things pretty much set in place for you almost like you know as a substitute teacher pulling out the folder was everything right there for you or was there a little bit of a learning curve for you um, when you first took over that program I, there's always a, a, a learning that takes place uh, I mean, I think uh, in terms of the actual running of the program, we just basically kept to try to keep a good thing, good yeah. thing going. Yeah. But as a head coach, there's so many more responsibilities in terms of you know, dealing with the kids and their academic issues and their issues at home, yeah. and dealing with the media, uh, which was much more prevalent uh, back in those days. Yeah. So they're just uh, you're just getting pulled. Uh, in a lot more directions as a head coach uh, than you are uh, as an assistant coach. Were there any dominating changes that you initially in the first year or two wanted to make in the program or were you just grateful the fact that you did have a good template to follow from Coach Crowley? We didn't make, I don't think we've made major changes even to this day. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was a great plan in place and uh, yep. I think our feeling was why try to screw up a good thing. Yep. So, the game has changed a little bit, but I think our approach to it has remained pretty much the same. 
Coach, uh, other than uh, Coach Crowley, what were, who were some of your other early mentors or influences in the way you kind of developed your leadership style or also um, your coaching philosophies? Were there one or two other individuals that really played a role in your life, maybe other maybe other than Coach Crowley? Well, I mean, there's obviously your family, yeah. your mom and dad yeah. uh, played a huge role. Uh, you know, you learn an awful lot about caring for your family and how important family unit is and those yeah. types of things. And yeah. I think that stuff all carries over uh, into coaching. But I, I mentioned earlier, uh, the coaches that I had throughout my life from middle school with Kenny Dillon yep. all the way through my college years, I felt that the best teachers and the most influential people in my life and the ones that cared the most about me were my coaches. Sure. So, at every level of my education, including college, uh, the coaches that I had played the biggest role in my life, and, and I'm really grateful to them for that. So my next question actually was the fact that, you know, one thing I don't think anybody, at least in this area or, or in the state or Midwest, would deny is the fact that Lumen Christie has always had consistency. You've been blessed to have those people around you for not just several years but decades at a time who have been in place whether you your co your coaching staff which i'm going to get to in a second here or um mr dillon or otherwise they those folks have been around you so consistency in the program's always been there correct oh it, it has we've you know we've been blessed with people that uh have been on board and, and enjoy the experience and are loyal to the program you know and that goes right actually you know to my wife as well you know uh 45 of the 47 years that we've been doing this, she's been right there at my side, and uh, you can't do this job effectively if you don't have a supportive wife uh, at home, and, uh, and she's not an X and O person, but she's given me <laughs> advice to keep me on the straight and narrow For sure. uh, more than once. Well, let's talk about, that's a nice segue into, so your coaching staff, your coaching staff, some of them have been with you for decades, and, and many decades, and, and uh, again, it, it, it ties all together with the fact that there is that consistency there. Can you talk a little bit about how your, your thoughts on delegation of power of the program, who oversees what sections of the of the football team? I think uh, I think Coach Williams is still with you, correct? As your defensive coordinator, can you talk a little bit about that and others that have been around you for a, a good number of years? Well, Joe obviously uh, is one of the backbones of this program. He's been here forever. He played in the program. Uh, he did a little stint at the middle school when Jim was still here. Yeah, and he's been back here for. 35 plus plus years yeah. and uh, uh, just an extremely hard worker uh, sets high standards holds kids to those standards uh, and just uh, you know he's a workaholic yeah. he, he, anything that needs to be done uh, Joe, will, Joe will be there to get it done uh, he's you know we're not big on titles here but he would obviously be the assistant head coach sure. uh, the president uh, offense coordinator Sean Brogan and uh, he has been here for pushing 20 years now. Uh, yeah. Tony Panici is our defensive coordinator, another young man that uh, came up playing in the program. Uh, you know, uh, Shane, my son Shane, sure. Uh, sure. been here 15, 16 years, and, and uh, you know, uh, just an awful lot of blood from this program yeah. uh, remains uh, uh, remains in place today. We've got you know 
volunteer coaches on the JVs, Avery Willis comes to yep. mind. Yep. And I hate to start naming names because I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave somebody out. I get it. But uh, uh, just a tremendous loyalty. Uh, I think uh, a respect for what they went through and wanting to see uh, other kids uh, get that same experience. Uh, I gotta imagine with the success of the program for many many years, there has has to have been whether it just been from talk or rumors up to legitimate other programs, particularly college programs, trying to lure you um, over to uh, that, that next level, if you will, maybe for the challenge or otherwise. Even in general terms, can you speak to that? Or, or um, have there been instances where people have approached you or other programs, particularly college programs, if you don't I, mind I, me asking? I mean, I've, I have been approached by, uh, you know, a, a couple of times. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never actively sought uh, anything uh, yeah. anyplace else. I've right. always been extremely uh, happy here. Uh, the school has been, you know, very good to me mm -hmm. and my family, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, you get to a point uh, where your kids, uh, even at a very young age, are so invested yeah. in this program that uh, you, you have a would have a huge problem uh, going someplace else, yeah. and, and uh, that's I've, I've always been happy, and yep. I've never, uh, you know, I, I I don't think I have a huge ego. I don't have to, to, to chase uh, you know bigger opportunities uh, uh, when uh, when we've got a great thing here. And I enjoy this age group. I enjoy working with uh, with high school kids. Absolutely, absolutely. That's refreshing to hear. You know, I can know this next question could go on and on, especially from a coaching perspective. But, um, Coach, how, is, how has the game changed? In, in just a quick snapshot, how would you describe it as, at least at the high school level, how has it changed in terms of, let's go from the X's and O's level. Has it gotten faster? Have you had to adapt a bit to that philosophy well, in, from in, other programs? In terms of the X's and O's, it's, uh, it's changed quite a bit. Uh, there just there are more offenses, more defenses uh, that you have to, to deal with. And I, I think that's one of the challenges of being a high school coach more so than a, a college coach. Uh, the colleges, you turn on 90% of what's going on in the college game, you're going to see the same basic offense. Sure. People are going to be in the spread yep. and people are going to try to throw the ball and get people in space. Uh, you're going to see that in high school. The next week you may see a pro-style offense such as we run. Uh, the week after that you might see a wing tee, full house backfield. Yep. So uh, you're going to see in the high school level, you're going to see a lot more variety than you see at other levels in football. Am I wrong in saying then a lot of your adaptations had to been from the defensive side uh, to uh, accommodate the, the wide range of offenses you're going to see from other programs, but on the same token, if I'm not mistaken, you know, the Luma Christie offense has been pretty straightforward over the last, you know, number of years. We're going to line up and you got to stop us. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I say that you're correct in that okay. assumption. But, okay. but having said that, mm -hmm. uh, the base of our offense, I would say, remains the same. Mm -hmm. uh, there are still plays uh, that we run today that we ran in 1971. Yep. But if you were to take a film of 19... 71 versus a film of today yep. you would see a huge difference sure. uh, in the in the things that we do but I would say that our basic philosophy is, is the same and that is we want to be able to run the football 
and then we want to be able to throw when you're not expecting us to. Are kids bigger, faster, and stronger nowadays than they were 30 years ago, 40 years ago? Or? Well, I think uh, particularly at the upper levels they are mm -hmm. because uh, nutrition science sure. is leaps and bounds. Uh, the way we train kids yep. is, uh, is definitely better. And I, but I think you see it more at the more advanced levels because uh, the kids get more serious about the nutrition yeah. when the paycheck might depend <laughs> on it. Uh, and also in terms of training them, I think we do a great job training our kids. But at the young age they're at, it doesn't take nearly as quickly as it does when their metabolism slows down sure. a little bit and, and, sure. and they get away. Sure. Uh, but uh, we've been in the offense, defensive, the offensive line in particular, the last four or five years, we've been bigger than we than we have ever been, even though the school is smaller. Yeah. But uh, you could go back, uh, 1984 being an example, when we had a really big offensive front, very athletic. Uh, but we can also look at uh, the early 2000s when we had a state championship team where we started a defensive lineman that was 135 pounds and one was 150 pounds. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, you have to, one of the things in high school, you, you can't go out and get kids, you have to adapt to, to what's walking the hallways. That's right. And so there are times when, you know, we're going to be big and strong up front. There can be times we really got to emphasize movement. Absolutely. Can you take us through a, a normal in-season, let's say game day, uh, routine of yours? Um, I would imagine it starts fairly early in the day, of course, definitely as an educator. But take me through that day in in as far as meetings with your team or certain individuals or with your assistant coaches and then right up to game time. Can you take just even as the best that you can, a general outline? Well, and normally, you know, we're playing all on Fridays now that we have mm -hmm. our own field, so we don't have to Saturdays to worry about. Mm -hmm. So what we're gonna try to do is just keep it as normal as we can during the school day. Yep. Uh, if we have kids down in the gym, you know, we might do a little bit of review with them, uh, uh, have, you know, and they will get their game things ready and the like. Right. Uh, but for the most part, we'll try to keep the school day uh, as balanced as we can. Uh, we're going to emphasize eating a good, nutritious mm -hmm. lunch mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. them. Uh, school ends uh, right around 3 o'clock. We will have a team mass in the chapel yep. uh, at that point. <clears throat> and then following that mass, uh, we're going to encourage the kids to, to eat their uh, yep. normal pregame meal. And yep. Usually it's Subway, mm -hmm. uh, something along uh, those lines. We have a spaghetti dinner the night before that the, the moms uh, put on for us. But okay. Uh, we want them to eat something that's easily digestible, something that they're comfortable and used to eating. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you're going to obviously emphasize hydration for those last, uh, last several days. Yep. And then uh, shortly thereafter, we'll be down here in the gym, and, and the timing will be a little bit different, whether it's a home game sure. or an away game. Uh, but uh, we'll start our defensive meetings uh, probably an hour, 45 minutes, two hours before the ball game, and, okay. and the kids will meet uh, in their groups. Uh, the defensive backs will meet, the linebackers will meet, uh, you know, the defensive line will meet, and then the offense will get together and we will have a, a walkthrough in the gym just to make sure all our formations are down, okay. all of our position groups, we call out our position groups yep. to make sure that we get the right substitutions in sure. and out, and then we will walk through uh, what we anticipate uh, doing. Uh, then we'll just give them some time to get ready and, and decompress it and lay down in the room.
try to get focused. And then uh, about uh, an hour before the game, we'll go out with our specialty kids. And uh, then 10 minutes later, our skilled kids will come out. 10 minutes after that, our line will come out. And we'll come back in and give them a brief talk for a ball game, be ready to go. Ready to go. Being as objective as you can, how would you describe your, your coaching style? And, and has it changed over the years? Is it being as reflective as you can, can you tell me if it's, um, has it changed over the years? Have you had to adapt a little bit? Um, has social media played into that? Um, have you had to talk to your kids a little bit about that? You're a student athletes a little bit about that. Let's talk about your coaching style. Our coaching staff, uh, the, the, the big difference in coaching staff today and when I started is the size of the coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, there was a, at one point when I first started, we had seven coaches for three teams. Huh? And we've got seven coaches on our varsity now. Yeah. And, and so I think it's true in, in, in most, uh, most schools, the staffs have grown. The other big change is the majority of your staff today is, uh, coaching staff is off staff. They're not on the faculty. Okay. And I think I would say that's probably true in every school sure. in, the, in the state. Yeah. You know, and there was a time, the school was a little bigger at the time, but there was a time when we probably had eight or nine football coaches on staff teaching in the building. Yeah. And uh, there's an awful lot of benefits to that, it, not just to your football program, there's an awful lot of benefits to the school to, to have that. But uh, that's, you know, that's a bygone era in, in, in most places mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. today, at least in, in this state it is. But uh, I'd say that the, the biggest, the two biggest changes are the size of the staff and the fact that there's fewer teacher coaches uh, yeah. today than what there were. Having been around a number of years, how how active are you? If any athlete is is being actively recruited by a let's say even a sizable program, um, how how involved do you like to be in that, or is it subjective based on that student athlete? If you find that the family really has it under control and they're kind of run with it, and the, you feel confident knowing, let's say it happened to be uh, Central Michigan was recruiting one of your athletes, and you knew the the folks that that are doing the recruiting, the, co the coaches, and you felt comfortable enough, but then you had this other program that was recruiting one of your athletes. Might you become more involved in that process? Well, you know, we, recruiting has gone through tremendous, tremendous changes yeah. over the year. And, and sure. you mentioned social media, yeah. and that's one of the biggest changes is uh, right now the kids can get their own film out, and which, which plus and minus, yeah. minuses to that. Yeah. Uh, but you, it makes your job easier in the sense that you used to have to send film out, and if that film was out and somebody else wanted to film another kid, you had to wait for it to come back. Uh, so the idea that the film can be out there uh, for the coaches to look at it is a good thing. But it, it's taken uh, the head coaches out of the game a little bit uh, more than I'm comfortable with at times. Mm -hmm. uh, your, your word as a coach means less today in some programs mm -hmm. than what it used to. Okay. Uh, and that's not true in all cases. We, you know, we maintain pretty good relationships uh, with a lot of staff. Everybody in the recruiting season and in, in, uh, you know, after the season ends and, and the calendar years change, whatever, everybody sends people in here. We've had enough uh, college athletes that everybody wants to come through. And th there may be kids that they're recruiting now that they want to talk to. Uh, they want to be able to see the kids that are freshmen, yeah. sophomores that they're right. going to be recruiting in a, in a couple of years. So we have a steady stream of coaches coming in here uh, during the off season, and you try to you know develop the relationships with them, the best relationships that you can, uh, so that you can have some input. 
in terms of kids choosing programs, that's something we try to stay out of entirely. Unless you've had a particularly good or bad experience uh, with a staff. Yep. But what you don't want to happen is you don't want a kid to go away to school and have an experience that's not very good yep. and come back and say, Coach, I only went here because you told me to go there. Yep. You know, they're developing into young men now. This is one of the first big decisions that they have to make. And we will give them guidance. We'll ask, we'll answer any questions honestly that they have. Yep. But we are not going to try to guide them. Uh, one place or another because that's a decision they and their families have to make. Ultimately, it's got to be a good fit for them academically and athletically, mm -hmm. you know, as they are student athletes. Um, and, and, uh, and as you are right, that's ultimately their decision, um, but you can just guide them the best way possible that you, that you know of, of that staff from that school. Yeah. And the biggest thing I think is uh, you need to prepare them what to be expected. Yeah because uh, they're treated really, really well by other coaches when they're being recruited. Yeah. And once they sign on that dotted line, uh, they're going to be treated a little, a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, and I will use Nick Thomas uh, as an example. He's right in the middle of basic training out at the Air Force mm -hmm. Academy right now. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and the feedback that we're getting back from him is physically I'm fine, mentally this is really, really, really difficult. Yeah. You know, and he knew it was going to be, we, we, we spent a lot, a lot of time, you know, trying to prepare him for just how difficult it is. But until you, you actually get in those situations, uh, uh, you don't know what it is. You know, and the other advice that we give to all of our kids that are going away, regardless of the level, is you want to work hard in the weight room. You want to get stronger. You want to train for safety. Uh, but run, run, run. Because if you show up at camp and you're not very strong, college coaches are going to think we can make him strong. But if you show up at camp and you can't run and you're out of shape, they're going to think he doesn't care. Yeah. And so we really emphasize to them that you know everybody wants to get bigger and stronger. Everybody wants to be able to look in the mirror and, and see those results. But when you show up at, at camp, you better be able to run because that's going to first thing that's going to get you noticed or not. Uh, Coach, anyone who knows you knows how important family is, of course, to you. And uh, with with your own sons being involved in the program and gone, going through the program here at Lumen, um, how many year, years have you and Mary been married, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, put me on a spot. <laughs> it's uh, 40, 45 years. Okay, 45 okay. Years. And, and with that being said, they, in some shape or form, you know, any any coach worth his salt is only as good as not only their assistant coaches but also the family that backs them so um is is that something that your family is your immediate family has been actively involved in in other words the, were, were your boys running around on friday nights in the stands or on the sidelines being ball boys and maria was involved in the program or as much as she could uh, tell me a little bit about that how important was that to you well, to have them involved is what I i'm mean, asking it's critical if you were when you walked in the weight room, you yeah. saw three or four of my grandsons yeah. running around. Yep. And that's the way it was when my kids uh, were younger. They were out here. They were involved in it. They wanted to be around it, just like my, my grandkids yeah. uh, uh, are right now. Uh, it, it's just it's a big deal. It's part of your life. Uh, you know, and we talked a little bit about Mary before, but uh, she has always been there. She was active in the tight end club and all those you know situations when our kids were playing. Uh, you know, to this day, she will come out with popsicles for the kids on the hot days. She, you know, 
we got into the playoffs and we had a meeting we got a big tree of cookies that she baked for him so she she's not going to be up front she's not going to she's going to be behind the yep. scenes but she obviously uh, she cares for the kids she does a little bit of work in the library out here still today so she tries to maintain relationships with them and, and uh, she cares, nice. cares an awful lot about them do you still get excited on friday nights do you still enjoy it Still get the butterflies. I was just gonna ask. Uh, you know, do you get the butterflies? Do you get a little nervous here in the old? It's uh, you know, obviously my role is totally different than when it started. And you know, when I first took over, you called the offense, you called the defense, yeah. you did, yeah. you did everything. Uh, today, uh, you know, Sean calls the offense, Tony calls the defense. Uh, we've got people involved in special teams, and. Uh, you know, my role has turned more a little bit more into a CEO type thing than yeah. being actively hands-on every single play uh, type thing as was when when we started. But I believe in letting coaches coach, and obviously, if there's something going on that I, I actually don't like or don't agree with or think we should do better, I'm going to get involved with that. But uh, you know, I, I trust our guys; uh, they've proven uh, the quality of, of coaching they can do. And, and Pretty much cut them loose and let them go. I gotta imagine there's there's relationships that you would miss, such as with other coaches that you enjoy seeing each season, or officials, or razzing them, or otherwise. I gotta imagine that's gonna be, you know, uh, you know something. It's gotta be something that, you know, if you weren't involved in the program, that you would miss, and as any coach would, having built the number of years that you have. Um, I gotta imagine those relationships with other people, non. Uh, as I said, officials or coaches, people aren't affiliated with your program that that you in fact would miss. And those pro and I'm assuming those relationships are important to you that you built over the years. You know they are. There might be less of them today simply because you know I've been here so long. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had an awful lot of coaches that we had great relationships with and a lot of fun with that you know that aren't aren't doing it anymore. Yeah. And you know a lot of there's a lot of good younger coaches out there. Uh, you know we've got a good league. We've got. The, league that has a lot of great coaches in it sure. and uh, you know those those things are fun but, uh, but uh, you know I, I've seen a lot of people come and go. I bet, I bet. Coach, uh, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Um, good luck with the upcoming season and uh, hopefully we'll get the chance to do this again some other time but I appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks, Thanks very much. You I bet. appreciate it. Thanks sir.